Welcome to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on FM 105.3 New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, make sure you like and subscribe to our website. Okay, the term paranormal, okay, it applies to anything currently beyond the range of scientific explanation. So, Anyone who claims they have access to a rule book on the paranormal, just throw it away because there's no foolproof way of making a ghost go boo, okay? And if there was, it was probably a fraud or a scam. So including a lot of reputable scientist theories, there's a lot of unexplained phenomena out there. And there's a lot of paranormal investigators who are trying to utilize the scientific method. But so far, paranormal facts don't quite exist they never did, and then probably Bully never will. So some myths we're going to talk about tonight, um, there's a lot of them, okay? So we're going to try to, you know, discuss them, what all the um, different, um, well, three paranormal groups on the stage tonight in, in a panel tonight. We're going to have a roundtable, so we're going to discuss it. So Jason, how you doing, Sean? How you hey. doing, buddy? Happy Torture um, Tuesday. It's going to be a torture today, buddy. <laughs> well, we're going to try to have a good night. So although, you know, yeah. it's one of those days where we're, anything can go. Well, but, it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Always. So, so tonight we're going to talk about, you know, some things with these paranormal groups. Like you guys are investigators. I'm an investigator, UFO investigator, a little bit of a paranormal trying to be anyways investigator. So in our in our um, roundtable tonight, we're going to discuss, I don't know about you, but I think these are really good ideas what we're going to discuss. Um, some of the myths we're going to try to debunk, well, not debunk, we're just going to try to see what ghosts only come out at night. Do they? Yeah, okay. Nope. Yeah. So well, hold off. Is there any physical evidence of Bigfoot? Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Don't say it. we're just gonna. <laughs> I'm just giving the audience that they want to put some comments or questions in the comments in the section. Um, some of the only only old buildings are haunted. That's one. Um, America's paranormal fascination is new. I don't know. Aliens are little green men in flying saucers. That's one. <laughs> no one still believes in vampires. I do, of course, but. M- you never know. Modern zombies are supernatural. These are some of the things we're going to talk about. We're going to go down the list. And then one of the biggest ones that I want to talk about and say our investigators can think about that haunted house reports, haunted house reports are on the rise during the pandemic. So that's what they say. So we're going to find out. So um, before we, we start off, I just want to make sure. We're going to introduce, Sean, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor. You're going to introduce, you can pick pick the first one. I'm going to bring him on, the first investigator, um, Paranormal Group, you want to introduce? Yes, uh, Bum Wolf Paranormal. Okay. And what is this, his name? Uh, Mike McKinney, I do believe. Can you give us a little thing about him? Well, about a little bit about Mike. He um, 
they start, he was a co-founder of the one with Paranormal, and the team was named in honor of James William Mock, who was in Special Forces who fought in the Vietnam War. Uh, what I like about this group is that whenever they they uh, help out Wounded Warrior Project, and uh, so they have open investigations and part of the proceeds that they make from that goes to the charity, Wounded Warriors. He is the co-founder and their Okay. Does he go by another name than Mike? Because I don't see him in our round table. I, I don't. I don't don't know. I know there all I got is the bio from uh, Mike McKinney. That's all I got. Okay. Um I'm thinking <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you um... actually, Ty, I'm the lead investigator? Okay. He would love to have joined, but I'm the best you can get tonight. Okay. All right, Ty. Thank okay, God. Ty, All thanks. Right. I'm glad I remembered you said you were from. Okay. So go ahead and give us a little bit of rundown about your paranormal group. So we were founded in, I want to say 2015. I'm a little bit newer to the group than the two founders. Um, so far, we've been on one investigation with me alongside them, and I've done my own in several different places. We went to the Tifton Theater recently and done. And documented a few things there. And it, I got to say, from my own perspective, it was pretty active, had some neat interactions. Uh, I've been with this team since 2021, whenever I moved over here. And I've only been experiencing and thinking about the paranormal since I worked at a prison. Oh, cool. Ooh. That's cool. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the um, Iron City. So we have Derek. Smith. He's going to bring Derek Smith in, and we um, also have Dan. I believe Dan's with your group too, Derek? Yeah, that's right. Okay, we have Derek and Dan. They're a dedicated traveler exploration of some haunted places around town. They're they're based out of Iron City, Pittsburgh. So we got a head shout out for Pittsburgh. So we're all yes. Pittsburgh people. So um, they're investigated a lot of haunted uh, locations. So they, they began their journey back in 2017. Oh, wow. Back, so, so is it Derek? Are you the one who had an extended background in childhood experiences? Or was that, um, let's, uh, let's see, what's this? I got Dan. Okay, Dan, I forgot to pull Dan in there. Okay, you in there, There's Dan? Dan, Dan the man. <laughs> okay, so who, which one of you um, started the group? Both of you together? Dan, you're on silent. You got to click your Dan, mic off muted. mute. Oops, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, <laughs> we, we both started the group together. Uh, I was the uh, the individual that had the experiences as a kid. Uh, Derek, uh, you know, I've known Derek forever, and we kind of kind of went with it from there. Uh, but, yeah, we started the group back in 2017, actually. Didn't expect to get it into what it is today. Uh, we started as um, actually for Derek's bachelor party. Uh, in 2017 we kind of just uh, we had a haunted location in uh, you know a very popular haunted location in newcastle pennsylvania about 45 minutes north of pittsburgh hillview manor um, we went there for his bachelor party it was an excuse to drink beer and hunt ghosts and we had a we had a very very interesting time there was probably six to eight of us uh, at the time you know the most of the people the other six people 
um, you know, did not continue on the journey with us. Uh, Derek and I loved it. Uh, the other ones were a mix. Some of them loved it. Some of them uh, were, to be quite honest with you, scared, you know, crapless all night. Yeah. Uh, in a corner pretty much all night. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that makes a fun night too. But yeah, no. So we just stuck with it and uh, it's kind of gotten out of control now. So we have, That's uh, great. have a little group. That's awesome. Go ahead, Sean. You want to introduce the rest? Um, did they come on? Uh, Brian Rowley from Mississippi Paranormal Society. There he is. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Can you tell us a little bit of your group, please? Uh, started my group. Uh, back in 1995, after I had a few weird experiences um, my teenage years, and mostly started researching and got into investigating. Uh, we like to do them all. We do private residences, we do businesses, historic places, which Mississippi is full of them. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, we like to help people. Yeah, on my team. Uh, it's been a passion of mine since the early 90s and mid 90s. Something I just don't see not doing. It's just a part of who I am. Uh, I wake cool. up it's thinking it, about it. It says here that uh, you're a student of parapsychology. Can you explain yeah, that a little I, bit? I've studied parapsychology since I started researching. Um, I don't have a degree or anything. I've just studied it. Um, I've studied anything and everything about it. I got mm -hmm. turned on to it by reading Hans Holzer. Um, hmm. He was the first person problem. I read about in the paranormal and parapsychology. So I've got all his books and everything. Um, I also have a background in psychology and history. So, okay. Jake, go ahead and start off the, um, the round table for anything you want to start out with. Well, hey, why don't we just jump down to it? Uh, you know, we're all paranormal investigators. You know, thank you, everybody, for coming on tonight. Uh, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about like some gear that everybody uses? You know, it's uh, you know I have a lot of gear. Sean's got gear, and uh, we find that everybody likes different particular items and stuff. You know, want to see like you know what piece of equipment works best for like each of you guys. You know, what you get your most evidence with. You know, curious to hear what uh, other investigators are using. I primarily. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. <laughs> all right, all right. Ty, I've take the floor. I've been using uh, dowsing rods. Uh, most of my experience has been within confined walls. wasn't allowed to bring anything in to record. But since I have been able to document things, I've been using dowsing rods and a camera, and I've gotten some pretty decent results so far of those. Nice, nice. Uh, hmm. When you're using the dowsing rods um, in these buildings, um, do you think that there's like any – like nearby water sources that might be drawing them, or do you think it's like strictly uh, like EMF from spirits? Because I know they can pull towards like water source. Yeah, I thought about that because the way I try to look at everything is if I can find an answer to it that isn't paranormal, I'm going to go with that. Because I'd rather go ahead and present to somebody concrete pr proof against than a hypothetical for, because there's going to be a million people coming to me with saying that it can't be, 
And if I can give them concrete saying, hey, I tried everything I could, and I couldn't find anything concrete saying it wasn't. Uh, with the dowsing rod so far, I wanted to try to say it could have been something like that. But with as sharp and clear as the answers were, with I'd ask a question or someone would ask a question, and it was an immediate turn left, right, uh, open or closed for yes and no, and stopping on a dime, there was I couldn't rule that out. I had to rule out water. All right. Very nice. How about you other guys? What do you think about dowsing rods? Anybody have uh, used them or any kind of input on them? I personally cannot use dowsing, dowsing rods. I wish I could. Uh, you know, I, I influence them too much. They're too easily manipulated without you really paying attention to what your your hands are doing. Uh, Ty, I, I, I have seen them work for other people. Like when we've uh, when we've done some public investigations where we were leading and, you know, individuals that had very steady hands and were able to hold them steady, uh, you know, or at least what they're saying they do, because like I say, it does not take much of a, a, a pitch uh, change in your hand to get those to move. Uh, like I said, I move them subconsciously, uh, but we have had, we've been the same way, Ty. I mean, we've had very, very good, uh, feedback from them in outdoor locations, primarily for us. Um, it's really it's really hard to 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 argue the results on those things. Sometimes, as long as the person holding them is trustworthy and those, and you you know, is somebody that wouldn't fake those kind of things, I I think the results speak for themselves. I have to agree. Yeah, I agree too, Derek. As far as the dowsing rods go, I can't use yeah. them. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I have a set and I, I tried playing with them so far. And, you know, it's like I'm just trying to get my hands to hold them real steady. We so have two, that's we my have downfall. It's like, why? Because it's like, I'll, you, I'll be holding them and I'll like look to the left and all of a sudden they start going left. And uh-huh. <laughs> See, I tried to get around that because I was really scared that I was influencing them without like any thought to it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here with my eyes closed and hold my arms as steady as possible. And from what everybody was saying, they were still opening and answering questions. And I was like, that's, that's the most I can verify. Sure. Nice. nice. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely got to practice with mine. <laughs> uh, hey, how about you, Brian? I used to use them way back. Uh, I always liked them. They are hard. I do agree with, uh, what's his name? Dan, with what he was saying. Um, some people can easily manipulate them not knowing it. Um, I've always had mixed results. You know, kind of sometimes, okay, that lines up with the answer I should get at a location. And sometimes it's way off. You know, and it kind of makes you wonder, well, was I subconsciously moving them? Did my hand twitch or something? So I once I don't know I'm more of an audio person to be honest. <laughs> I like audio. And cool. for me, and for me about the dowsing rods, oh, I'm, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Dan on that because yes, they can be easily manipulated. But the only thing that um, I would consider is if someone had a K2 meter next to the dowsing rods as the dowsing rods are being crossed. So 
just using the dowsing rod for answers, I, I can't accept that. But if I had another piece of equipment, a K2 of some sort, then yes. If that goes off whenever the, the rods are crossing, then we know it's legit. Well, we'll try it out the next cool. investigation. <laughs> yeah, we will. Try and hold these down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now he, I see there's like a lot of um, like new cameras out and everything that's going out there. You know, infrareds and full spectrums, and you know, I've spent hours and hours of researching before I decide on the cameras setup that I you know chose for investigations. Uh I'm just kind of curious like what's everybody using for like using full spectrum night vision, you know, like specific brands, you know, POV cams, like what what's everybody's uh like go to for like on investigations. Derek? I mean for ours it's typically just night vision. We'll set up a few static cams um hardwired sometimes sometimes we'll just have, kind of have them stationary in every room i'll tell you one thing that we have uh been really liking though are the uh, thermal cameras um the, just the simple plug-in the the FLIR. uh we get so much with that and they're also very easy to debunk something um just because it's it's so it's live you know right. anytime you see a picture or video you can then go and you can try to see what's there see if we caused it see if some element caused it you know some some kind of weather caused it any anything like that and you can kind of recreate it right there on the spot you don't have to wait until you're reviewing later it's it's kind of i mean that's that's actually kind of one of my uh my favorite devices to use do you use the uh do you use the FLIR for like your uh, cell phone or do yes. you use like the handheld one yeah and with the cell phone we have to make sure that we're in airplane mode because you're not sure we don't really know how that really affects it. You know, we've, uh, we've, good point. we've tinkered with it both ways before. And just with some of the, the way that, um, that cell phone signals can travel, you have to put it in airplane mode. We ha we've, we've had so many times where, you know, it'll, it'll flicker out on us or it'll give us a false reading or something, something we can't even recreate. And it's like, well, now we can't even go back and debunk it because somebody didn't have it in airplane mode <laughs> and <laughs> you don't know what you're getting. Right. <clears throat> Especially uh, in Penguins games when everybody's checking the score. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Hey, you guys, do you believe that ghosts or spirits could harm you? And have any of you have ever been attacked by a ghost? Or do you believe a, a calling out a ghost to get evidence? <laughs> How about you, Brian? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I've had several experiences where you go into a location, start trying to communicate with spirits, and one of them is just not a happy camper uh, for whatever reason. Um, either we're there, or he was just a horrible person in life, so he was a horrible person at death. Uh, I've been hit, scratched, slapped, knocked down. Wow. I mean, yeah, there's some pretty violent places in Mississippi. <laughs> I'm on my way. That, yeah, Vicksburg. Vicksburg hey. is Vicksburg yeah, is a very yeah. haunted place. Yes, the Civil War, that Battle of Vicksburg down there. I bet you have a lot of uh, Confederate soldiers down there, huh? Confederate Union. Yeah, definitely, and civilian casualties from that. 
uh, yellow fever epidemics, uh, tornadoes, uh, hell, you name it. You know, any reason why somebody would die, murder, uh, natural causes. Uh, most hauntings that we encounter are pretty peaceful. You know, spirits don't make a big mess of everything. But then you have that small percentage where you go into some locations uh, and just have that one angry spirit. And he doesn't want to talk. He'll try to get you out of there, which we're not going anywhere. Um, he'll do whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Hi. You, Ty? I've had one experience uh, personally uh, where I was physically harmed. And it was actually at a house I was staying at back in 2017 to 2018. I thought originally it was sleep paralysis whenever it was occurring because I, all I could see myself was a uh, shadowy figure sitting on top of my chest until I realized that I was actually able to move around, grab items, and try to fight back. And every time I tried to strike or break down elbows to bring the person closer, I would pass through them as if they weren't even there. I uh, wake up after passing out because I could not breathe and went over to my grandmother and she had asked me if I had gotten into a fight. And <laughs> after all this was said and done, I checked the entire house. Everything's locked up. There's no sign of forced entry. I don't think anything of it. Go back to my grandmother's house to visit her. And she asked me if I'd gotten a fight in the middle of the night because uh, I had handprints wrapped around my throat. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Mm. Dan, have you ever had an experience like that? So luckily all the experiences that I have had uh, when we're doing investigations uh, directly to me have been more to get my attention than they have been to harm me. Uh, Derek has had some scratches on him. We've had individuals with us that have had handprints on their neck from, you know, something possibly choking them or trying to harm them in some way. Uh, I can honestly say that I have never been physically harmed by something, but like mm -hmm. I say, uh, we've had, uh, I know uh, in Gettysburg, I had something that felt like a small child holding onto my pant leg uh, for about 15 minutes. And we had a medium with us that had called out specifically without me identifying that I was felt something, you know, she had called out that there seemed like there was a small child holding my leg on my right side, uh, you know, and then uh, we've had things more recently uh, we had chunks of plaster thrown at us, uh, probably like, yeah, like quarter piece sizes of plaster at Fairfield Infirmary in Ohio. Uh, they were three different occasions. They were thrown at us when we were in the uh, area of the um, hospital or whatever you want to call it uh, that was housing the mentally ill patients. Uh, so I think that most of our, my interactions have been something that was there trying to get our attention to focus in on, um, you know, kids like to do that. They love to pull on your shirt and those kind of things. But I can honestly, thankfully say I've never had anything attack me. Derek, when this is happening, how do you react to it when you see this kind of stuff happening? Oh, I want it to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Always says that I'm, I'm the one that sure. uh, I'm going to die first in a horror movie because no. I'm the one that goes towards the noise. You go towards the shadow. You have yeah. anything on, uh, like anything captured on video or still camera of these things um, that are happening 
like someone throwing anything do you did you ever capture anything on video not on you can hear it you can you can hear yeah, it on audio master chunking around yeah and um yeah. it actually dan dan mentioned that it was recent uh twin city opera house we actually had that same like a very similar occurrence where it was like rocks being thrown kind of in our direction um we were sitting in a circle and rocks are kind of like being thrown behind us oh to get us to look in a different direction possibly yeah. i mean it's never That's really interesting caught. It, it's it's such a small i mean we went over and we tried to find it i mean there's these chunks like dan said they're like pea size so even if you could get a camera in that direction you're really not going to see much of it um but you definitely can hear it on recorders you can hear it on on uh, video and then you can hear us react to it but mm -hmm. cool um, how do you think as, is haunting the opera house? Is it is it a performer or is it one of the the people the audience? What do you think? There's there's a, a lot of different stories that go along with it, but after our interactions there, we actually think it's a little girl. Um, okay, now, who would this little girl be? Like, why would she be at an opera house? So, is she a daughter of one yes, of the the uh, she singers? A, she was a daughter of one of the uh, main performers, and she actually had died while her mother was performing oh and wow it's sad it, yeah, it's it's extremely sad um and her father was really there were like tales of who it was but it was really never known hmm. not a hundred percent so the family was always kind of in disarray and and uh but once once she died uh, her mother then i believe passed away what was it then a couple months later so yeah it really just after it, it was just kind of destroyed their family, which rightfully so. I mean, you can understand that. But the entire time that we were there, we thought that something was almost following us from room to room. Hmm. And it wasn't until we got to the basement where things were trying to get our attention that we actually did a, um, a pendulum session. And this is one of those things we don't typically do often because you don't know what you're opening up. Plus, mm -hmm. you don't know if you're manipulating it too much. Right. But I'd say did, manipulate. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to do. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, my hands shake as it is. So there's no way I can do it. Um, <laughs> but Dan actually was the one that, uh, that, that ran the pendulum. And we got a lot of good answers out of that. And we had a lot, we had it all kind of on video, um, making, you know, like, like close in, making sure that his hands weren't, uh, weren't moving it or he, his mm -hmm. body wasn't moving in any way. But, that's how we got a lot of answers, I think. Which, Do you think that well, this little girl died tragically? Was she sick? Because I mean, it seems like most of the hauntings are around like some some soul that was traumatized before they died. It, I, I do think, I think it was, it was a sickness, right? Mm -hmm. I think it came yeah, she was quickly. sick. It was, but it, but it happened fast and they, they gave her time to live, but she, I mean, it didn't, she didn't last as nearly as long as they had anticipated. Um, yeah, she so passed away in the hotel that was at that time across the town square from where the opera house was. Mm -hmm. uh, she spent a lot of time when she was living uh, with a, another local girl that was her age playing in the opera house while her mother uh, was performing and practicing and things. So I think I think that the the energy was possibly brought back there because it was a place that she enjoyed not mm, that it was okay. because it was like a tragic thing that happened it was just somewhere that she enjoyed spending her time she had a you know good memories with and uh yeah i do, I do think we made contact with her when we were there it's 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 kind of like why would a little girl want to hang around an opera house when why what 
going back to let's try you tie like a person that died like a little girl that dies um she's died from a sickness but why, why would she hang around i mean why wouldn't she go see the light what why why do you think that she just hung, hangs around an opera house for i know you, you you guys said that she um enjoyed it but ty tell us what what do you think what do you think why why would she or tell me why why would a ghost hang around an opera house why not go to the light I typically tend to believe that even in the afterlife where spirits may wander, there still are the hubs of attraction that they remember from their life. So if her mother was a performer there, then to me it would make sense that after her passing, she would have some fond memory or a fond feeling of the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, here here uh, nearby in Tifton, we have a similar uh, little ghost. Uh, her name is Elizabeth. Okay. And from what we could tell, she is around from, I believe, the Victorian era, from what the medium was telling us. And she is definitely a more playful spirit. She loves anything that lights up. And it's the same idea. She may have been the child or of someone who performed there or was passing through. And any kid who would have went to a theater at that time, it would have been like going to the best movie of our day today. Okay. Jason, what do you think about that? (laughs) Uh, Maybe she liked the music. (laughs) Well, you know, thinking about something like that kind of reminded me of when uh, we were in Lake Shawnee. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there was a little girl that was killed there tragically and actually hit by a truck and stuff. And uh, that was the first time that I saw an apparition with my own eyes. And, you know, part of me wonders, like, do they choose to still be there or are they stuck there because that was like their last moment, you know, and it happened so suddenly they don't even know what happened yet. You know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, one day we'll all find out. Yeah. <laughs> when we die. I had a case where uh, we did a private residence and um, this little girl, she died with her parents in a car accident and she just wandered around the property around his house looking for her parents. And she she didn't raise a lot of ruckus, but she really did make, she made a lot of noise in order for, I guess, us to get there so we can help her cross into the light. There we go. Um, Brian. Brian. Is it Brian? Uh, yeah, Brian. Um, I'm going to ask you something. Okay. Okay, well, we're coming out to... Uh, Come on, is the ghosts that are out, do they only come out at night? <laughs> no, no. Okay, if they only come out at night, okay. They come out from under your bed, Jenny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ghosts only come out at night. Okay, well, like, why do you guys always do your investigations at night if, if, if they only come, if they don't just come out at night? I've always thought of it as at night the world slows down. Yes. Okay. Yes. So mm-hmm. there's not so much, you know, outside noise is going on. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do things at night. Um, <laughs> that's what I've always believed. I mean, yeah, they come out of during the day. Okay. Um, okay, they come out. Okay, but Dan, no, I know that they um, they say three a.m. is the haunting hour. Now, do you think that is that why you guys like to stay out all night and do these investigations? 
So obviously the nighttime makes it, it ramps up the creep factor, right? <laughs> yeah. It definitely yeah. makes it yep. more, uh, it makes it more fun, I guess. Uh, but no, uh, Brian, I think Brian and I share the same opinion. The world slows down. There's less pollution from the outside world coming in. There's less traffic in the streets. There's less, you know, contamination. It's quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet. And also like a lot of the equipment and the equipment that we use to investigate uh, is driven by lights. Uh, to alert you whenever something is near a device or interacting with a device where if we're using that during the daytime, those lights aren't going to show up the same way and they're not going to draw your attention, especially if you're running two, three K two meters at the same time in the same room, you only got, you know, two sets of eyes between Derek and myself to look at them. Uh, so they, they draw your attention to them. Right. Uh, but we, I mean, we've had things happen during daytime investigations, uh, but we, we, we do tend, I will be honest to do nighttime investigations. It's just, it, you know, and it also doesn't interfere with life. You know, I mean, we all have full time jobs outside of ghost hunting. Yeah. You know, so when you, when when you have the free time is when you're supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> okay, guys, I have a question for you. So you got all these paranormal shows, you know, like Ghost Adventures. How much do you think is made up? well (laughs) feel free to chime in anytime you want (laughs) go ahead ty go ahead ty ty i think he fell asleep Uh, he lost his camera earlier yeah okay chat about it well i guess i'll start off so i watch a lot of ghost shows you know it's always something good to put on in the background while you're just doing whatever uh, I will say, personally, I you know it's TV, mm. you know, so I'm sure it's got its own factors into the process. But you know, out of all the shows, probably the most entertaining has got to be Ghost Adventures because they're just hilarious. I would. I, I agree with that. Ghost Adventures is very. Yes. Entertaining. You don't. I don't care for the show, but I think it is entertaining. Yes. Uh, I think the. I. I think when ghost shows started out, uh, like with Ghost Hunters, uh, that was. I think the one of the only shows that I can think of in mainstream media with ghost hunting, where they don't didn't find something every single time, and it wasn't something like you know, off the Richter scale for paranormal activity. Uh, you know, and I'll be quite honest with you, those I just watched one the other day on reruns uh, where they went into a family's home and everything that they said was happening in their house. They debunked it as being something just normal kind yeah. of through the house, shifting rugs and doing those kind of things. Yep. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, that episode was boring as hell. Yeah. And, yeah. So so whenever they whenever they find stuff, it's so much more exciting than whenever they decide that that noise they heard was just a, you know, a creaking floorboard that they stepped on. Cause you know, we, we probably, I would say 75%, if not higher than that, when in a, during a, uh, an investigation, probably 75% or more is just us being idiots, you know, not paying attention to where we're walking. I know Derek likes to wander around and I'll be, I'll be filming <laughs> And Derek will be walking in the background, and then we'll be reviewing footage. And Derek starts flipping out because there's a ghost in the background. And I, <laughs> like Derek, that was you. I remember thinking how much of a jerk you were for walking there when I was filming. <laughs> oh so <I'm>, yeah, <laughs> you know. So I, I, I think that's probably the truth with those kind of shows as well. And they, ha- they have to make money, and they do a good job at it. Yeah, and they, they do. do. Think about that too. 
They nailed these... it for the entertainment and suck you in factor. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. The shows are, what, a half hour, hour? Some of them. When we're on these mm-hmm. investigations, you know, we're, you're out there for eight hours. So they yeah. they take little clips and, and it's it's all, I don't want to say watered down, but it's all definitely cut out. So mm-hmm. who knows what they're actually getting into during mm-hmm. an entire thing there. I mean, you it's, know, it's really hard to see it's the whole night in perspective. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is, um, oh, I'm sorry. There's, there's one of uh, why we're talking about ghost adventures real quick. There is one thing that I have noticed that my wife has noticed it too. If you watch their episodes and like say something happens, certain things we've started to wonder if might have been like legit because they will try their hardest to debunk like different things and mm-hmm. then not come up with an answer. Right. Like if you mm-hmm. watch their shows, it might be, you know, on this episode here, but you won't see something like that for you know, mm-hmm. three or four more episodes, but they'll focus really hard on one, th- you know what I mean? And it seems like that might be little bits of legit. Well, right. But they, but they also find those crazy things that they eventually debunk right before the commercials. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they always act so scared. Like, yeah, oh, they do. I've got a ghost adventures uh, story for y'all. They actually <laughs> nice. came to Vicksburg. Oh, yeah. um, and they filmed several episodes here for one of their, I guess, like a miniseries. Um, I was working at a tour home at the time, uh, McRaven Tour Home. And the owners just were like, oh, we want to get these guys here. So I was like, well, I know a few people. So I'll just, you know, figure out who to talk to. I contacted their uh, location scout. At See, I know him and one of the producers. They were coming to Vicksburg. And they're like, okay, it's going to be between Vicksburg and someplace in Seattle uh, or Washington that we're going to do like a miniseries. It's four episodes, um, which what the miniseries was based around. So they came, they walked the locations, they sent Zach and Aaron the uh, information, and they chose Vicksburg. So they came and filmed in Vicksburg. Those guys, yeah, they're goofy as hell on TV. Goofy. Um, but you get them off camera, they're the nicest, sweetest people in the world. Um, I don't agree with everything that's on the episodes. Um, I'll call BS if I see BS. Just, that's just who I am. Uh, like the McRaven episode, they found out there was a metal detector. And they found something plastic. And they just were like going crazy over it. And I'm like, okay, guys, stop. Just stop. <laughs> I was standing off in the background, like shaking my head. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about on YouTube where they busted, was it Grant? No, yeah, Grant, where they actually bust him on YouTube where he actually pulled his arm back. And he made his uh, hood go back. Ooh. Have you all seen oh, that YouTube that. video? Oh. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, let me it tell you this. Familiar. Well, let me tell you this one. I was uh, asked to be on one uh, one of the ghost shows. Uh, it was called After the Dead Files. Okay. And when I went up there, I went as a psychic medium. Okay. And I, I do do that. But I'll tell you how fake they are, okay? I had to listen to what the producer wanted me to say, 
I couldn't change nothing. I couldn't see nothing. Yep. I just, they gave me this little script that I had to read by. And so to me, the ghost shows were, were crappy. Now, I had a show called Raw Fear where, about seven, eight years ago. And I paid for the TV show, and but we had act. We didn't have actors. We had we had young kids, and they never been on an investigation in their lives. So it was a thirteen um, show series, and um, eventually, when whenever we filmed, if we didn't get nothing on that show, we never we we ran the show on TV, but we never um, if we didn't get any evidence, then we didn't put it on. You know, so that's how I, that's how I believe. If you want a good paranormal show, go out for an hour, film it, and if you get something, great. Yeah, if but no not, one's gonna watch it if you don't got yeah. anything. That's why. No, you're not. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I had, we had a million. We had a million viewers. You know, because they did that through that Nielsen ratings, and we had a million viewers. Hmm. So, they like the honesty. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you had taken the Ghost Adventures route, you could be. Super yeah, you'd be right rich. Have your own museum. Another myth is only old buildings are haunted. What do you think about that, guys? No. Nah, that's bogus. No. That's bogus. I've done many cases where something new is built, and we'll find, we'll come in contact with a spirit that's been there for 100 years. <laughs> Welcome back, Ty. I didn't see Thank you, Ty. <laughs> there he is. He pulled a Houdini and disappeared. <laughs> Got to have a little bit of magic when you talk about paranormal. Yes. <laughs> so not all old buildings. Okay, so a new building can be haunted? Yeah, you got to look out yeah, for land. Indian burial grounds. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. You know, uh, tragedies in the area. You know, I was on an mm-hmm. investigation one time where there was uh, on a main road and the place was super active but it was because there were so many accidents on the road and people got killed on it you know yep. their spirits are just there it's just part of the land right. at that point mm-hmm. it was a new building mm-hmm. you know, so i mean i don't know where y'all consider new to stop but uh the prison i used to work at was built in 1990 and so that was only 30 years ago now and it had paranormal activity all through it why do you think that ties it because of the was there people that died in it or just the the land that it was built on I think it's more of a combination of the people that died there. And whenever you put so much evil in one place, you're just going to invite more and more. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, the first spear I encountered, I believe is one of the officers that the only officer to pass away at the prison. And he actually died of a massive heart attack. I was working the K two building and you could hear it was actually, no, it was the J two. My apologies. You could hear the keys of the officer as if he was tossing them up and down in his hand. Mm. I'm in the door. I heard the door open as I'm filling out door sheets, checking on each inmate. The inmate asked me if Officer Yeomans had come in and if he had the uh, the stuff from the other side brought brought it back over. And I look and there's no one there, but the sound of the keys walks up the stairs, goes past me. And continues on, and the door. I watch the door open again. The sound of keys carries out. Door closes. Do you think because cool. he's, he's he was evil? I mean, was he a bad 
I think that one was more of just he hasn't really clicked that he's gone. He still came in to do a, a check. So he had a heart attack in the building. He he didn't pass away in the building itself, but that was the building he most commonly worked. Uh, he actually passed away responding to a call for, of an officer in distress. He ran down to the building and had a massive heart attack. He was a larger man. Oh, wow. it's like, well, why would you want to hang out? In That's why I walk. Prison? I'm a pretty big guy. Room. That's why I walk. <laughs> yeah. That's uh I don't know about that. I don't know why I'd want to be hanging around in the prison for. You'd be surprised where they hang out. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Cemeteries are pretty haunted. People are just dying to get in. You know? oh, oh, that, that's so damn old, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I Come like up it. with something better, man. It's still good. I like it. <laughs> it made you chuckle. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, there's a heightened emotional state right now um, uh, ever since COVID started, okay? So a lot of people are reporting more hauntings than usual there's like a rise um so what do you think is the reason for this so whoever wants to start i'm watching all these ghost shows and because they can't go out and do nothing so now all of a sudden their house is haunted yep because the internet said so (laughs) (laughs) hey it could just be that they're now home just to experience it yeah i mean i'm gone all the time i'm i'm either at work investigating or i'm hanging out with my friends i'm rarely here Mm-hmm. So you just think because they're they're home more that they see things that they normally yeah. do. Oh, and yeah. There's a lot of these videos like on TikTok and YouTube that these ring door ring what do you call it? ding dong whatever you call it ding dong ditch. Um, they're seeing a lot of videos where there's entities on the on the caught on video that they normally wouldn't have. Now, how many do you think of those are really legit? Like, I mean, I've seen some really scary ones that they actually saw. And these ones, I don't, they they weren't staged. These are real videos that the um, the video camera, the security camera, actually caught. It's their front door, so they're just getting like there's like entities that come up to the screen. I mean, really close. They're not orbs. They're actually like apparitions that come up to the door, and they're catching mm-hmm. it on. So, is, do you think it's just because of the the videos? What? Or is this something more to it? Like, why is there such an increase that they're catching? Well, the, what you're talking about with the ring and, and all those kind of technology, technological advances, I mean, that's, that's relatively new still. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not something that's been around for a while, and everybody that's getting one, they're now paying more attention to it. Um, we've, mm-hmm. we've actually had a bunch of people send it to us, our relatives yeah. included, saying, hey, okay, you so know, you've seen this, this is, this is, uh, this is creepy. There's something, something not right here. And it's sometimes, yeah, it's a bug, you know, but there's other times where you can see a full body, you can hear yeah. something and it's just, there's no way to duplicate it, to replicate it. There's nobody around. And those cameras typically have a pretty wide view. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, somebody's running up and, and doing something, then running away, you'd see it. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd at least see a little bit of it. So there's there's a lot of that out there right now, and I think that's just a lot of uh, new technology that that more people are getting their hands on. Dan, do you think it's just that this is because they're having they're, we have more technology? Or did you think there's a rise of paranormal activity recently? A rise? I don't know if it's a rise as much as it is. Well, like we were saying before, like people just 
they needed they need excitement in life because nothing's happening. Do you right. think that's just the reason? Because people I mean, are possibly, in. possibly, but I mean, there's there's no doubt that you know we're canvassing entire the entire world with cameras right mm -hmm. now. We're watching places that nobody used to watch. You know, I was just watching a show on TV the other day where there was a guy that was just filming himself fishing. You know, and you know these people post these videos online and then the internet gets a hold of them and you have millions and millions of people that are watching mm -hmm. videos and they're not watching what's happening on the videos or watching the background of the videos. So you have millions of these, these internet sleuths that are able to identify, like look at these videos and see things that nobody did before. So is it a, an uptick or are we just paying attention more? I'm, I'm, I tend to believe the latter before I would say that it's, you know, a lot more ghosts flying around right now. Yeah, to your point, it's also like an awareness, right? And mm -hmm. it's, it's also, it's it's almost, um, I mean, people are more accepting of it now. Okay. As, yeah. as opposed to, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you say, I saw a ghost, you're going to, you know, you're yeah. going to a therapist. You're going, you're to, going to some of the places that we hunt right now. <laughs> yeah. so the, only, the only thing I don't like about a lot of these security cameras, if you notice, a lot of them still have like... 480p just really oh, yeah. pixelated mm -hmm. yeah, video yeah and yeah. you know th with the video that of that quality it, you know it's so easy to your brain just trick you to think you're you know with the pic pixels i forget the term for it exactly but you guys know what i'm talking about pick all the pixels pixel just, pixel you know. pixelating hey i well, got a question real quick um i'm going to throw this out to the group we'll you catch know, it um Okay, all these mental institutions that were out there um, back in the 40s and 30s, you know, and people did see ghosts or else they had a sixth sense of some sort. Um, what do you think of them because they saw something or felt something that they were automatically put into these insane asylums and did uh, exploratory surgery on their brains? What, what do you guys get a feel of that? I think every one of us would be in one of those places just for oh, 100 right now. To be yeah. perfectly honest, it's it's really hard to speak about that time frame because back then, if you just had depression, they would yeah. shove a rod a rod in your eye and make you a vegetable because at least then you weren't telling them you were sad. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just hard to judge uh, the the thoughts of that based on how they reacted to everything. If it wasn't normal, it was insane. And so therefore we must treat it with harshness. I mean, they used to shock people to try yeah. to figure Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lobotomies. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um Brian, how many how many do you think that um the ghost investigations like do you think demons and are could it be demons and not a um a ghost like a mean ghost how many do you think are demons or a demonic possession or infestation do you or do you think that you're just grumpy old ghosts i would say that i mean percentage wise it's, it was always believed that demonic infestations or possessions or anything like that anything dealing with the demonic was about one percent one percent um, but of course, you could debunk eighty percent of the claims out there mm -hmm. of one locations. Um, I don't know. It's they say demonic activity is on the rise. I've never seen the proof of it. I've dealt with demonic entities uh, cases. I have worked with those. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very rare. I might come across one once every seven years, maybe. Okay. Now we had the author of a diary of an American exorcist and he said 45% of the hauntings are demonic. What do you think, Dan? I mean, maybe he's been brought at this in different situations that we were never brought into. Uh, I, I don't know. And I think we'd make millions if we knew. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, I can tell you that we have never... You never had an experience with a uh, <laughs> demonic... I don't believe so, at least. Okay. I, I don't agree with that either, because, I mean, it's just going to say that 45% of the cases I worked on were demonic. I've never seen signs of it. Yeah. Only just a handful of cases I've worked on, you okay. actually see the actual signs of demonic presence. Well, but then again, um, you know, from the exorcist point of view, uh, just like with us as investigators, you know, we don't encounter a lot of demonic activity, you know, out in our right. investigations. But for an exorcist, his job is, is to, you know, you know, rid demons of people that are possessed. So he sees something different mm-hmm. than yeah. we see. So that that kind of I could see how he got like 45 percent. So like, say, half the cases he's involved in. You know, mm-hmm. half of them are probably de- demons that we don't see because we're not there right. dealing with the possessed. You know, so I can see. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, this is in the um, like okay, it's a paranormal investigators. You should be investigating as a paranormal investigator, not only ghosts, but you should be investigating other things like other shows like Chasing Prophecy. We discuss anything beyond the scope of normal. So you guys should be investigating um things that are normal or you know um but then we get to the conversation as little are aliens little green men flying in sauce do you think a what do you think an alien looks like and do you think that they're actually flying in saucers or are they um from a interdimensional um like a portal who's gonna start that one <laughs> I think it's more of a comfort, in all honesty, because I think we would rather see little green men. Because if we saw a spaceship land and it was something foreign, something extraterrestrial, and we saw something that looked like us walked out, I think we'd be a little more scared because we know what we are capable of, but we don't yeah. know what little green men are capable of. So we're more comfortable <laughs> with that idea. And Dennis <laughs> Mount says both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever. I don't. I'm on, I'm on the fence about UFOs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never had experience with it. I've gone little excursions, you know, looking in the sky and everything, see if you see funny lights or ships or whatever. Uh, my theory has always been I kind of agree with uh, what George Carlin said once. Um, he was talking about necrophilia. And, you know, humans will do a lot of gross things. <laughs> you know, and also rats will do a lot of gross things. But a rat will not have sex with a dead rat. And we wonder why, you know, a UFO well, just doesn't land wanna... and they come out and say, hello. 
<laughs> what pleasure can you have having sex with a dead person? Is I don't believe. Uh, I don't don't know. go there. No. Torture Tuesday. Torture Tuesday. With that, because you know, why would they want to come land on this earth? I mean, we're screwed up. I mean, well, that's another thing is that we are in such. No, we're getting back to. We've had some guests on the show that um, believe that the Antichrist is here, or there's so much evil in the world right now. Like, it seems like there's more. Now, I do a lot of research online. I read a lot, <laughs> Augie. Um, but there are, there's so much evil in the world right now. And there's so much paranormal activity that people are catching up. Now, is it because something's going on? There's a shift in the um, atmosphere? Something is, is the, the, the veil so thin right now between this world and the other world that they're that there's more like, I know you guys, we were just talking about demonic possession, but um, like demons and angels. Do you think that's what the paranormal activity that we're seeing, the ghosts, the orbs, is because the veil is so thin right now? I don't believe anything is, and I apologize if I take the lead on a question too much. No, everybody just jump in. We don't, um, just I don't like believe that it is necessarily <laughs> that the veil is too thin. I mean, I, I want to think if you go back just 10, 15 years and showed someone the phone that I have today, I'm only 23 and it would have blown my mind. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is we have the ability to show it to the entire world. If you create an abundance of something and make it rapidly accessible to everyone, it seems that there's an abundance where it's only just more viewed. So it isn't that, in my opinion, that the veil is necessarily thin. It's just everything that wasn't originally able to be recorded. Now you can go into the poorest neighborhood in any town, in any country, and they're still going to have some type of device, maybe not as grand as mine or yours, but they will be able to record and access the Internet. Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies with uh, what we were talking about earlier. I actually completely forgot where that was about to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was just I was just wondering if you think well you're right with technology we didn't have these things t- 10 years ago that like, we would yeah, you catch things too, up. Uh like everybody's got cell phones, everybody's got laptops. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. you know, 15 20 years ago a lot of people didn't have that, but now you have all all those devices are feeding just energy out there and waves yeah. that we can't see. So now, you know, that's more for the paranormal you know, spirits to feed off of that to yep. show themselves. Plus, you figure all the negativity that's out of the planet right now. There you go. Right yeah, there. a lot of them this, feed yeah, absolutely. Off of yeah. that. The it's negativity good. is evil. I think yeah. it's it's like yes, there's it just is. so much evil negativity out there. Everybody yep. is. I know myself. I am agitated more. I mean, I've noticed. I don't. My patience yeah. is very, very. <laughs> thin. Very thin. Very, very thin. Yeah, very thin very <laughs> you can see through it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, no, seriously, everybody, I think, is feeling it. I mean, you can't, your oh, yeah. temper, you're, you normally, you would just blow things off. Now it's like, I'm going to kick your ass. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, the, absolutely. The road rage is out of this world. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of craziness. But I know myself, my dog has picked up on just goes and hides for no reason. It's like, okay, why is he hiding? What does he see that we don't see? Like, 
is it just a shift in the wind? Is that why he goes and hides? Or, or do they actually see something that we don't see? And it seems like they pick it up. They, they're they more conscious of it. So it, I don't know. I just think there's something going on out there that we can't see. And right. we it, it seems like you can feel it. Like mm-hmm. there's a heaviness that something's going to happen. Oh, so yeah. it, it could be, is it, it seems like is the um, the other world. Are they feeling it too? Like the dead people, the ghosts, are they feeling it too? That's what I want to, that's what I'm getting at. Do the ghosts feel what we feel? Like if we're feeling um, that there's an unrest, are the ghosts in the, uh, or do they don't feel anything? They're just, they're just residual um, spirits that just walk around. They have no, or do they uh, actually I'm, think and they, well, Okay, Sean, do they actually think the ghost? Well, firstly, do, they, do they think and have a conscience? That's what I'm trying to get at. Before we get to that, uh, Dennis Smell says, uh, it's so nice to hear Pittsburghese. So we're going to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's so true, too. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, see, whenever you're alive, when you die, your spirit, you know, goes out there. And, you know, they understand what's going on in the world. They understand that their wife or their child are real angry. Oh, yeah, they are real angry. And so they're angry, too, because there's nothing that they can do to help them out there. So the spirits, yeah, definitely know what the hell is going on on our world. Now, the residual ones, no, nah, I don't think so. They're just stuck where they're at okay. in that time. So that they wouldn't know anything like that. I just want to make a quick stop. We have to... Um... Shout out to our second hour sponsor, Carnation Essentials. I can never get this right. <laughs> chocolate. It's chocolate. Yes. Our, is, our second hour is um, sponsored by Carnation. And so I'm so thankful that they are. Let's see, look how it's not a shame there. But if you ever want it, are you in a rush for some delicious? Breakfast treat, Carnation Essentials Light Start has only 150 calories, and it's a great source of protein with minerals and vitamins. So make sure you get to the store and you start your morning off with Carnation. (laughs) Thanks, Carnation. (laughs) Okay. I just had to throw that in there. Okay. Uh, So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to know if that was true. Okay. So, we're getting back Actually, before we move on, and I'm sorry, Jenny. No, uh, go. Like that comment, like the the idea of dogs seeing yes. things has has. When I was a child, we had a, a video that they would play in elementary school. That you know, it was a bad idea to look between your dog's ears because you know you would see what they see, you know. And it was like this this story that we listened to and around Halloween. And I, I honestly, th- I was terrified of it when I was a kid. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, you know, and and like you know, animals have such a heightened sense that we have lost through evolution by not being, not needing to watch our backs at every second. Like we are the top of the food chain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but animals are not. So every every slight change in atmosphere, in wind, in something that's there, and whether it be an electromagnetic magnetic field difference, like we're doing when we're ghost hunting. Okay. Um, any change in the surroundings 
a, a, an animal that is not at the top of the food chain is so tuned into that that I absolutely think that dogs and just animals in general, cats, gerbils, whatever. They, they be, sense it. Yeah. I honestly think, yeah. So I, I just wondered because it was just so it's so it's so strange that he's he's normal and then all of a sudden he just gets up and he just goes and hides like okay what did you see I mean literally get up and this is like going on more it seems like it's more and especially when we're having a storm right before he knows mm -hmm. he knows when the storm's coming he can feel it it's just that I wonder if they're sensing it more so now than ever too and I always wondered mm -hmm. if the ghosts are they see what's going on um if they can feel it because i know if you believe in i don't know if you guys believe in the rapture and all that that they said that um the spirit world knows of it too so they know what's going on now, i don't know who made that up i don't i never seen anything like that in the bibles so i don't know in the bibles like i, I don't know I, I read the quran and i read the holy bible but i don't know and what's the other one i don't know there's probably the there's another one or the wiccan bible or whatever i'm so, sure something. so i got a question for dan actually uh earlier on you mentioned uh hillview manor you know you guys mm -hmm. investigated there now we investigated there as well uh there was a few of us that at the witching hour around three o'clock a.m. had a, a certain experience of on the second floor. I was wondering if you had, before I talk about what it was, I was wondering if you guys had any like crazy experience. Were you there at that time? Like anything happened? The second floor at Hillview Manor was the first place that I ever saw an apparition or a, some sort of black figure okay. that was uh, actually walking uh, into a doorway uh, in on the second floor, like in the center of the building, almost. I don't even remember what that area was. Uh, like with I a fireplace, the there was like a fireplace in the middle and those kind of things. Uh, I saw a full body walk into that room and went after it. You know, made sure that people were behind me so that I wasn't by myself. But, you know, <laughs> went down the hallway and when we went into the center of that room, there was a a, a flimsy doll that was sitting completely upright in the middle of that room, uh, just under its own, you know, it was holding itself up. And uh, we left it in that position, went back downstairs to like the break room or whatever you want to call it, right. uh, where there was coffee and, you know, tried to wake ourselves up and try to, you know, conceptualize what the hell we were just mm -hmm. looking at. And when we were <laughs> When we went back up to that room on the second floor, there's a doorway that opens up out of the stairwell right into that room. That doll had been thrown across the room uh, up against the wall in like a heap on the other side of the room. Oh, wow. um, so I don't know what experience you had there. I don't like that second floor. Yeah, it, you literally gave me chills because um, <laughs> <laughs> when we were there, uh, like it says around witching hour, I think there was only like three or four of us up at that time. We're up in the second floor around the center. Like we were talking, mm -hmm. there was a restroom there that uh, I think a gentleman had hung himself in way in the past. Yep. And, but, uh, uh, what was his name? Yeah. yeah. Anthony. Or no. Yeah. Was that, that yeah, something along Yeah, that. I can't. <laughs> but uh, it was Angela. crazy. Because, it's Angelo. Uh, Sorry, just Angelo. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but there was a couple of us that seen this figure like peeking out of one of the doors. And then a little bit later on, we saw this. It was almost like a creature. It was black and almost looked like it was crab walking and just like darted oh. across the hall. 
from one room, one room to another, you know, that's why I wanted to ask you if you had any experience, because that's the experience we had. And, you know, and then there was also something at the very end of the hall uh, where the uh, red exit light was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to look for it, but I got a photograph and there's this, this giant something. I don't know what it is. It was some kind of apparition, but uh, you know, that's really cool to hear, you know, similar experience at the same place from another paranormal. Yeah, that area. is pretty neat. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I literally got the chills. We were talking about that thing because it was the same area that we were in. You know, right in the center and all that crazy stuff is going on. So thanks for verifying that. that yeah, awesome. no, absolutely. I'll, I'll, you can give me the $20 later. Nah. <laughs> Damn, I would ask for 50 man. That was oh, my. That's crazy. But, uh, mm-hmm. That's a great location, though. You, oh, absolutely. You, I love that place. Absolutely. So do you think, so, um, do you think, uh, do you think skeptics, do, how did you say that question, Sean? Do skeptics and paranormal investigators get along? Uh, no, what I meant to say was, how do you deal with skeptics? How do you deal with them when you come across one? Somebody come up first. So, yeah, so, <laughs> get out. Somebody. So we we started doing uh, some public uh, some public events recently, and we you know had some tables set up at car shows and different things, and uh, we were we were there were quite a bit of skeptics. And to be honest with you, the uh, the first last thing I want to do is try to convince them because right. you know they they will not believe what they won't experience. You know, so the first thing I if I come across a skeptic. The first thing I would ask them is to come with us on an investigation, you know, because, you know, you can you, you can show them pictures and all these things, but they're always going to tell you that it's, you know, faked or, you know, our imaginations or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when you go on an investigation, uh, I honestly believe you can make a believer out of anybody just because it's too it's too circumstantial to you know talk to an empty room and actually have it talk back to you and interact with your equipment whenever you know, you're asking it to, I mean, I don't personally, and maybe it's just because I'm a believer, but I personally don't know how you can look at that and say it's anything, but, um, you know, possible communication with the other side. So that would be my move. Invite them. I completely agree. Brian, Brian, um, you're Uh, a parapsychologist, right? Then what is your, uh, conclusion on that? Uh, people are going to believe what they believe. I mean, I don't try to force anybody to believe in ghosts or anything. I'm kind of like uh, what the gentleman just said. Uh, we do paranormal events. And even if I'm giving a talk or something to someone, you know, I tell people straight out, hey, you might think I'm full of shit or whatever, but this is what I've experienced, my team has experienced, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, okay. I've taken skeptics to investigations, and they'll walk away. Some of them have become believers. Some of them scratching their heads. Some of them are just adamant that we somehow fake whatever just happened in front of their eyes. Okay, but isn't a parapsychologist psychology? Don't they have? Isn't that the study that everything is thought in the mind that projects yep. onto a picture? Basically, yeah. Okay, so what? I mean, spill the beans, um, Pap. Come on. I'm trying. I'm lost for words, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 
but um, I, I don't know. I, I personally think, and nothing against you, Brian, nothing against you, but I think uh, I have a problem with parapsychology, especially the, yeah. the, the ones that study it, because I know what I see when I investigate. I know what I get, okay, mm-hmm. on video or audio, whatever. Yeah. But they're trying to tell me, okay, that it's all in my mind, and that's not true. So I, I, I Some just of them do that. Me. Some of them do that. Hi. I tend to hold the belief that I, I haven't looked into parapsychology, so I can't say for 100% that it would be connected. But I, I do hold the belief that I think I was listening to it in either a Supernatural TV show. They gave it a special name. Can't remember what it was called. But basically, the more people that believe it, the more it becomes true because we give it energy to become. Yeah. I, I lean towards that a lot, that it, local legends become the legend that they were said to be because so many people believe it. And so you're going to catch evidence of it. You're going to see all that. And it could have started from nothing. And I'm also yeah. the belief that we ourselves can become spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mean to be um, uh, know-it-all, but um, <laughs> I took parapsychology in um, college. And I think you got the wrong um, definition of it, Sean. Parapsychology is the study of paranormal activities, telekinesis. Right. Um, it's paranormal um psychics everything in the paranormal field so i think mm-hmm. you might have the wrong i think you i think you're saying something wrong it's not whatever you're thinking of isn't what parapsychology is all it is is the study of paranormal activity so right. it's just it's everything um Good job, Sean. Way to crash the car. <laughs> I just wanted because I didn't want anybody to call us out on that because that's what parapsychologists right, study of paranormal activity. Right, and but Brian just talked because I have done seminars, I have done speaking engagements, parapsychologists, and the first thing out of their mouth is it's what's in our mind that projects it on that picture or that video. Well, that's that's yeah. something that, that's kind of like matrixing. Yeah, it's like when a psychologist has a uh, ink blot. What do you think that is? Uh, yeah. But that's parapsychology. Yeah, I just want to make clear that up so we don't get any evil messages from um, Sean, Brian Sharpless. Cause <laughs> he's oh, a man. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to clarify that, guys. Um, I'm trying to get my mic to get it's floppy. Um not to be the party crasher, I am, but um, okay, so now Halloween's coming up. What do you have? Any kind of advice you want to tell anybody who wants to do an investigation on Halloween? Derek, take the floor. We haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah, Derek. <laughs> on the right side of my screen. Um, do it legally. <laughs> um, what fun is that? Well, I mean, we've all been there, right? Um, but no, that's- just for the record. um no i mean if you're gonna do something and you've never done it before go with somebody that knows what they're doing i mean or at least isn't crazy (laughs) i mean i think some of my first experiences i went with you know a bunch of high school friends Mm -hmm. and we would break into these old places these old buildings and you know you're don't do that that's fine (laughs) I, it's fun, you know, 
when you're doing it, looking back, I'm like, God, I'm a dumbass. But um, <laughs> more fun again, so you catch a B and E charge, though. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's <laughs> I think what we need to do is get every eight year old in a Ouija board. Oh, oh, there you go. That's it. That's it. You're getting soap in your mouth the next time, brother. Hey, I'm just saying, I would start investing in Exorcist right before we put that policy out. That's right. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. So, do you all oh agree God. that you shouldn't play with a Ouija board? No. No, I don't. I, don't. I mean, I think they can be used. I just don't think that they should be used as a toy and used lightly. Yes. Especially yeah. the ones that glow in the dark. A toy. <laughs> I like the They're ones that glow in the dark. Olds. It was a joke. <laughs> Those are fun. The glow in the dark. I mean, ones. I just always have found it amusing that I got to be 21 to buy a gun, but eight years old to summon Satan himself. That's good. That's true. Yeah. So I think how many screaming demons would be running around. <laughs> <laughs> I think my advice, uh, if people would be looking to get into this, my 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 first thing would be to be respectful of where you're going and you know who you're possibly communicating with. Uh, you know, I think it's too easy to. Um, you know, be that ghost adventure guy ripping his shirt off, showing the ghost that doesn't like his tattoos, his tattoos. <laughs> you know, and that's that's all fine and dandy, but I think that you're opening yourself up, like like with a Ouija board, uh, with uh, you know, with provoking and those kind of things, going out and yelling for the ghost to come to you and those kind of the kind of kind of actions. I think that you're opening yourself up for a world that we possibly can't protect ourselves from and don't understand fully. Uh, so it's it would be be respectful. And I mean, most of the people that you're speaking with were alive and they had families mm -hmm. and they, they deserve respect. Um, so that would be my advice. Be respectful and be be very cognizant that, you know, we don't understand what we're talking to. So be careful. That's good right. advice. Very, very good, good advice. advice. Thank you, Dan. How do you feel about going into an antique store and like there's a lot of these flea markets an antique store that have these old, um, like old dolls, old, you know, like charms. Would you suggest to the people not to buy those, leave them there? I mean, do you well, think that they carry any kind of entity with them? Well, I don't like dolls in the first place, so I'm going to take <laughs> that right on the rip. Yeah, cool. uh, the charms, I, I mean. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't buy the charms only because I'm not going to try to buy anything that I think has something and bring it into my house. I view this as the safe house. This is the bunker. I'm not going to try to bring something else into it. Uh, sure. Have a little HQ where you want to study it and leave it there. That's fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I did bring home yeah, a Barbie I mean, from 1950s. So I kind of got scared. Maybe I shouldn't have brought it home. <laughs> But I did. <laughs> Nobody knows the history of any of those things either. I mean, there's, I know. There's have, you can make up a story if you really wanted to. But you have no idea where they came from. Mm -hmm. Neither do the owners. So, yeah. Yeah, Don't buy stuff like that on uh, eBay. because all oh, that I would never buy anything like that on eBay. I'm just scared. Get a Dybbuk <laughs> box off eBay. Uh, it's okay. Whatever I buy on eBay is a lot more questionable than a haunted doll. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. here, brother. Dolls are bad. Dolls are bad. Yeah, they so are. What, uh, so, what was your uh, favorite? Everyone, starting with Derek. What was your favorite investigation that you did since you've been hunting? Uh, 
anywhere in Gettysburg. <laughs> yeah, we're there um, next week. Are you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we did the uh, Jenny Wade, we did um, the orphanage. Hell, we just went to the battlefield, and there's just so much energy in that place. It's it's mm-hmm. incredible just to feel it, just to walk out mm-hmm. there. You even have to be doing an investigation to feel just the air, the atmosphere there. It's just incredible. What but kind of energy think- are you feeling when you go there? Is it just energy or is there some kind of, you have a heaviness? It's it's definitely a heaviness, I think, um, especially when you are in some of those those locations, like the orphanage where you had those kids mm. who would just go missing or or you know, they have on record that they died. It's just, you know, That's scary. something happened there. You know, you don't even have to, you don't have to know the backstory. You can just feel it there. It is definitely a heavy. What about Jenny Way? Did you ever see, did you get any pictures of her, her necklace by any chance? Uh, I mean, we, we took a bunch of pictures of everything there. No necklace? Actually, no necklace. Hmm. What we did get though, was uh, a thermal image of a full body. Ooh. In, uh, I believe it cool. was the kitchen. Fantastic. Uh, that was, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Room. That's it good. was a sitting room in the back. Mm-hmm. But that, mm-hmm. that was That's cool. incredible. Yeah. Cool. Anything around you, Pittsburgh, Derek, Dan? Um, I mean, we've done a few things around here, actually, some like some local residences, some uh, we've done uh, Harmony Inn. Which I thought was was really cool. We had we actually caught a door opening and closing there. Hmm. Uh, caught that on camera. Um, that was that was one of those those moments where I was like, "This is." You hear stories about it all the time, and then you finally catch it on video. You see it, and you have evidence of it. And it's just like, how do you how do you debunk that? How do you? Had, I mean, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think Hillview Manor. I can't speak highly enough about that place. I love that place. You can't go wrong there. Right? Yeah, I mean it's 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 forty five minutes north of Pittsburgh, but it's I consider it Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, if it's haunted, they don't like to say it is because it's that's it's, it's bad for business. Yeah, it's too taboo. I mean, but they don't understand that would be great for business. If yeah, because I would want to go. To yeah, sc- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like the hospital Derek was talking about, Dixmont Hospital that he went to in high school. I mean, they tore that down to build a Walmart. You know, just didn't make money and. Uh, they wanted to get rid of it. So yeah, Hillview's. I can't speak highly enough. About did you? Have, did either one of you ever get to go to Montessori Hospital and and um, Jeanette? No. Before no. it was torn no. down. No. And that's exactly what Dan's saying. Is they just they you know they see the land. They don't see they don't see mm-hmm. the history behind any of these places. Yeah. You're gonna have a really haunted Eaton Park. There is. <laughs> There's a haunted Eaton Park. <laughs> Which one? Oh, that's right up Which your alley, right? Yeah, it is my alley. Yeah. <laughs> is there really? Which, which one? No, I'm, I'm no, joking. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, damn. Damn. oh I was getting excited too. Yeah. No, no, some midnight buffet and oh, some scares. Yeah, honest to God, get some stick, some grilled stickies and a poster. Mm, Cinnabons. Chocolate chip pancakes is what the deal is. The pickle place, huh? <laughs> yeah, sorry about to get Ty? about a haunted Eaton Park. <laughs> How about well, you, Ty? I would have to say uh, the story, what made me first want to become an investigator is like my most interesting one to me personally. I was working in solitary confinement, again, at the prison. <laughs> and as I was making my rotations, going through and doing every door check, I want to say I was probably about five in the morning 
and the sun still hadn't crept up all the way. I get to door K120. See the inmate laying in the bed, start filling out the door sheet. He comes up to me and he's like, hey, what's going on in the free world right now? And I was like, you know, they got the new Avengers movie, Endgame. That's coming out. That's going to be really cool, really big. Everybody's had to see it. And he's just like, okay, okay. And we talked for a couple minutes and then I moved on to the next cell. And the next cell's like, uh, hey, boss, who, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, I was talking to the guy in 20. Ain't nothing to worry about. Go back to bed. And he's like, sir, there's no one in 20. There hasn't been anybody in 20 in a week. And I was like, what are you talking about? I looked this man dead in the face when he came up to the window. And wow. like, boss man, go check. So I went and I turned around and the door was open. And these are doors that are bolted shut, key shut, and electronically shut. Yeah. So I go into the cell. I see there's no one in there. I <laughs> check the entire building top to bottom. I both doors that could lead you out are locked and I have the keys in my hand. Check every shower, broom closet, room in there. No one's in there. Go back to the cell. The toilet is dry and the sink is dry. And the only reason that's important is because we don't turn on the water until we put somebody in there. The paper I filled out was gone. I went back to the sergeant running the lockdown. I said, hey, Sarge, look, I got to look at your paper. got to look at your uh, tapes because I talked to a guy in 20 and now the door is open and nobody's in there. The door was open the entire time I was talking to the man, and not once did anybody ever step foot out of that cell. Oh, oh that's cool. That's yeah, cool. It, was, it was crazy. Wow. Hell yeah. You have video of that, right? No, I can't get <laughs> it. I'll be the TDC. <laughs> that's amazing. That's well, why I wanted to start uh, doing my, my own investigations, so that way no one can tell me that I can't take the footage. That's amazing. How about you, wow. Brian? Oh, wow. I've been to a lot of good places. I think the one that just jumps out at me from anywhere. Hold on. A cat right here. Um, <laughs> go. Go play. McRaven Tour Home, the one I mentioned earlier um, when dealing with ghost adventures. I worked there under the present owners, and I worked there under the former owners. This is a house that dates back to 1797 and was built in three different sections. Um, whenever I worked there under both owners, they pretty much just allowed me and the team just to come in whenever and investigate. And we documented a lot of evidence out of there, audio, photos, video, um, personal experiences, uh, Scary things have happened in there. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those historic places. And the cool thing about McRaven is it is an actual time capsule. Um, everything is stuck in that time period. You know, the 1797 section doesn't have electricity. The 1836 section, it has old lights that were rigged to use electricity and they have electricity running through those areas because it was a private residence up until the 1960s and was turned into a tour home. So everything is just stuck there. Everything is antique. There's no reproductions there. Um, it's regarded as one of the most, well, they call it the most haunted house in Mississippi. I call it the most haunted historic home in Mississippi because I've actually done private residences more haunted than that. Um, there's always activity. 
uh, footsteps, disembodied voices, this crazy stuff that just goes on there day and night. Hmm. Scary. How about you, Sean? Uh, <laughs> my best one, um, I don't know if you all heard of it, but Prospect Place down in Trimway, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I mean, when I first started, I would go down there every year. And uh, what I liked the most was the cellar, you know, and sit way in the back. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually watch the shadow figures just run across through yep. the portals or whatever they're going at. And uh, and all the ghosts were pretty cool there, too. I mean, nothing really bad. Now, on Ghost Adventures or that uh, dance floor up on the third floor, they think that's the, the door to hell where they put the sex mark or whatever it was. But you know what? To me, that that to me that was the best place to go investigate, and I would go back again. How about you, Jason? Oh, let's see. Well, to be honest, uh, the scariest place and the place that made me a turned me into an investigator in twenty thirteen <laughs> is my own house. Uh, we had a poltergeist here that was literally. The destroying rooms, uh, scaring the animals, breaking stuff. Uh, everything is documented. I have videos, I have pictures, I have audio. Uh, this is just a, a hot spot. Uh, the woods next to my house have uh, burial grounds out there. Uh, every year I have to go out there and make them an offering because there's something evil in the woods. And actually, something followed me home the one time, so we had to get rid of that too. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a it's, my own house is uh, the one that you know turned me into a real believer because I was kind of skeptical. You know, I believed there was ghosts. You know, growing up, I had a couple instances, but was never you know fully convinced. You know, I had to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after we moved in here, and you know, just the chaos that ensued, like Sean, he he could back me up on all of this. Yeah, because you know, you know, I'd be. I'd be out at work and my wife would be at work. We'd come home, doors are open, lights are on, stuff's <laughs> broke, throat everywhere. Um, to this day, my front door is a very old, real heavy wood door. And uh, we have on video several times over the last seven years, it'll undead bolt and just swing open by itself at random, you know. And then it might do that a couple times and then not do that for a couple years, you know. And it's, it's just constant. It's always something here, you know. A lot of good stuff. The bad stuff's gone. You know, yep. but, but, that, but that's you know, you know. I've had experiences other places. Like Belair House was pretty good. You know, there was a scary incident there. <laughs> we had something yeah. ran, ran a spirit ran right up on me in the basement. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance to get a Belair House, do it. Uh, I will tell you this: it's um, it's kind of hit and miss in a sense because uh, we were there twice, and the first time we were there. There's some activity, nothing crazy, but the second time we were there, it was just full, full force. And uh, after talking to the owners, you know, they said like one weekend it might be kind of slow, then the next weekend, you know, the people are there investigating, it's fully active. And uh, we had uh, the second time, which was when was that? Sean? Was that February? I think we were there. Yeah, it was in fe- oh, it was yeah, February. February. Yeah, it was yep. still cold. We had you know between orbs and door handles jiggling and. Uh, candle blowing out on command and the best one though was uh, <laughs> i scared yeah. sean because i got scared <laughs> we, were yes, in the basement. <laughs> we were in the basement and uh 
you know, we're doing a, a EVP session. I had a full spectrum camera running and surveillance running. And, uh, you know, there's this room in the back that, you know, a lot of bad energy was coming from. And we heard the shuffle. And I was like, Sean, did you hear that? And he's like, did you hear what? And then this thing, it just, it sounded like it was something like real short, just shuffle ran right up on me. I literally jumped out of the seat. It was pitch black. I jumped out of my chair. I fall on Sean. He's like, whoa, what's going oh. on? I was like, dude, did you hear and, that? <laughs> and Jason is six foot five, 300 and some pounds too. You know, so I'm yeah. sitting there and all of a sudden he just falls on me like, Oh wow! <laughs> never saw it coming. <laughs> never saw it coming. Look, I may not know how, but I will quickly learn how to how to throw hands with the ghost. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, that one right there, man, that was that was a pure adrenaline rush. Like I got up, I started snapping pictures. I'm like, I gotta find this thing, you know. And then, you know, we ended up finding a few things and a couple of pictures throughout the you know the weekend and stuff. And uh, you know, one of our other investigators actually saw something and he drew it out. And then uh, we even found a drawing that somebody from a long time ago put on a table. We didn't know it was there, and it was very similar to his drawing of what he saw. So there's definitely something there, you know. So you guys should check that place out if you ever get the chance. Yeah, but, uh, those were my favorites. My own mm. house in Belair House. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a ghost to me. It seems like it's some kind of little green people, demonic <laughs> demon. <laughs> yeah demons so guys um so um what would you tell somebody um that wanted to, like, i think we already asked this did we already ask us if they wanted to get into the paranormal Mm-mm. yeah we didn't ask did like, we ask well, someone oh yes yeah. about halloween going somewhere on halloween oh that was different so yeah. that was if they wanted to do an investigation on halloween well, here's one well, here's one uh when you guys go on your investigations um does anybody, do any of you guys do like a uh, preemptive interview where you go meet with a client? Yes. Kind of talk yep. and feel them out to see if, yep. you know, get a feel of them. Like, is this real or are they just like freaking themselves out about some kind of thing before yep. you actually go out and investigate? So <clears throat> we went to the Tipton Theater and we're actually setting up a little charity event to help them and the Wounded Warrior Project. Um coming up in October. And while we were meeting with them, we were having activity. It was just myself and the two founders meeting up with the person in charge of the theater, the theater manager. And we're the only people in the building and you can hear things moving underneath. And I'm talking, it sounds like chairs are being dragged back and forth. We're sitting there chatting about it. And I see a woman come up the stairs and there's no one out there. Uh, The founders were watching a shadow dart back and forth across the stage and we're like okay this is how it's going to be on the first meeting just interviewing them and seeing what the feel is we're going to have a good time hmm. interesting yeah we always how do about you brian? Beforehand. how about you brian someone just getting into wanting to get into paranormal investigating yeah uh oh my god first i would uh tell tell them Figure out what they want to do. Do you want to do historic places or do you want to go in and help people, you know, that are having problems in their home? Because not everybody's cut out for private residence cases. Um, like on my team, there's some team members. I just don't let go on private residence cases. It's not their cup of tea. And they get so freaked out about the smallest things sometimes 
that, you know, I don't need them freaking out a client if they're still at the location. Um, so, yeah, figure that part out first. Um, be skeptical of everything, whether, you're, you know, whatever the client's telling you, whatever you read, uh, go in there with skeptical but with an open mind. Um, I don't know. It's just that's some of the foundation work that I always looked at whenever, especially whenever I started my team. Um, you know, make sure you have heart and passion for what you're doing. You know, you got to have that. Hmm. Cool. Good ideas. Dan? Uh, the first thing I would tell them is don't go on Amazon and search for ghost hunting anything. Because yeah. <laughs> they'll charge about three times more money when you do that. And don't use yeah. ghost apps on your phone. Yeah, don't, don't use do the it. apps. Don't we don't like those no. either. No, my, my my recommendation would be to keep it as simple as possible. You know, some mm-hmm. some we get more on a simple voice recorder and cameras yep. than we do on the five hundred dollar Ovilus and the five hundred dollar SLS camera, you know. Um, yep. you know, and, and it's too easy to get tied up in technology and you lose out on the experience. You know, keep it as simple as possible. Like, like you guys said, go in with an open mind, challenge literally everything, and just enjoy yourself. That oh yeah, mm-hmm. my recommendation. Good idea. Yeah. No, I'm mainly old school. I I just like to have the capture meter and I like a neat uh, digital recorder. Yeah. There you uh, go. That's all I need, I'm and that's, that's the best way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Because reviewing all those cameras is uh. Very well, that's your fault for yeah, buying so nice. many, man. That's buying so many. I just I have, I so much good evidence. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about um, bringing psychics on your your investigations, you guys? Anybody? Uh, Anybody? Uh, they can I, I personally don't have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it either. Um, I've never had one up until a few years ago on the team. She's no longer a part of my team, but uh, if I ever needed one, felt like I needed to bring one in, I can call her or one of my best friends, kind of like a sister. Um, she's a medium. She's uh, helped out with some of my cases. So I'm not opposed to ever using them. I'd yeah. just be, I wouldn't go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm looking for a medium to help me with the case. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, know, if you medium, know them well and yeah. uh, you can verify. Yeah. Mediumship, mediumship to me is the most abused uh, area of the paranormal because all of a sudden, and I've done that before. Hey, I'm looking for a medium. Now, this is years ago. Go help me with a case. Everybody was a medium. Right. And I was like, Great. Now I got to weed out the BS from the real ones. You know, it is cool though. If you find like, or if you know somebody that is for real and uh, going on an investigation with them, you know, it's kind of neat to kind of feel out their point of view mm-hmm. and see if it's similar to what like you're experiencing and what you're feeling, you know, so you mm-hmm. kind of getting on the same wavelengths, you know, with, you know, somebody that's able to do that kind of stuff, yep. you know, so that's definitely a good part of it. 
How so, often? Do, oh, go ahead, Jen. No, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Sean. I was, how, <laughs> whenever you do a client's house, um, how fast do you get the evidence back to them? And do you tell them the truth or do you make it up? I would well, they say that on air, then nobody's going to believe them when they show up, Sean. <laughs> right? Well, I, 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 would, I would personally, I know Derek and I, we would never lie to anybody. No. You know, if somebody okay. brought us in, if it was somebody we went to a location that was supposed to be haunted, you know, all of our all of our recordings, all of our pictures are uploaded in his raw files. We don't manipulate them in any way. Uh, you know, no, I would I would never lie to a client. Do no, any of you but, make your clients sign a di- like a disclaimer or anything like that? I also don't know the policy on that. No. In the past, <laughs> my team and I we've uh, signed like waiver of liability, of course, in case anybody got hurt. Uh, we, we That's what also, I mean. We've also done um, had them sign and check off how much information or any at all um, or none at all what we could share with the public. Um, whenever I do a case, private residence case, it's usually about a week, week and a half before I get back with them. And I'll tell them the truth, you know, and if I don't come up with any evidence, I'll just say it was a quiet night. Uh, I'm not going to say you're full of crap, believing, you know, with the experiences that you've had, let us come back again, uh, do another investigation. And then we'll look deeper into trying to figure out are there natural reasons why they're experiencing things. And then we'll spend part of the, the other part of that investigation trying to communicate with spirits again. There you go. Yeah. Well, is there any um, thing you guys want to add before we uh, close out the evening? Um, Brian, Dan, Derek. Hey, anytime y'all are able to come down to Mississippi, uh, we got some really great haunted places here. I would advise it because it's a very haunted state. You know, it's more haunted than what a lot of people. Uh, think because you know Mississippi is very rarely on any of the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, but we always have fun escaping. Okay. So, anytime y'all are in the area, come on. And Bri- oh, go ahead, Brian. Where can someone get a hold of you if they want to get an um, investigation in Mississippi? Or uh, go to our website, MississippiParanormalSociety.weebly.com or either contact us on Facebook um, under the same name, Mississippi Paranormal Society. Uh, that's the best two ways to contact us. Okay. And Ty? If you ever find yourself down here in Southeast Georgia, don't be afraid to hit us up. We are Lone Wolf Paranormal Investigators. Uh, if you need help with anything or just want to reach out, we're the same thing on Facebook as our as is our website. Okay. And Derek and Dan, what's up? Yeah, so uh, we're on all those social media platforms. Uh, Derek does an excellent job curating all of those, goes through all of our evidence. Uh, our website, ironcityparanormal.com. Uh, like I said, with prior to investigations, he puts up a history write up on a location, uh, followed by all of our evidence afterwards with all the raw files. Uh, very active on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, you name it. Uh, so uh, what I would say is if anybody's interested in getting into this in the Pittsburgh area, 
um, that would follow us on Instagram. We're always looking for people to go with us. Uh, we do not charge extra money. All we do is take what it charges or costs us and divide by how many people are going. Um, so just kind of, you know, keep it, under, you know, keep it under control on cost and those kind of things. Um, so we, we always love having people go with us on a first investigation, um, you know, second, you know, early on in their work. Um, you know, we're, we, we love sharing. We have a very strong passion for this stuff and we love sharing it with everybody. Um, so don't ever hesitate to reach out to us and uh, really appreciate you guys having us on the show. Great. Well, we want to thank you here. for all yeah, coming on here. to the yeah. show. Thank you guys. And, um, it's a fun everybody. evening. So I want to thank you again for joining us. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you have, you, a, you have a great thank night. Happy Ghost Day. I have a good one too. Bye bye. Then there was three. Yeah, yeah and that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yes, it was a good one tonight. Yeah, that was um, good, some good chats. You guys, um, did you have any investigations? We know? have many uh, coming up. Yeah, Pap sent a whole slew list of them. I didn't even get to look through them yet to see what the yeah, is. Well, um, we're going to be speaking at the Bigfoot uh, barbecue up there in Dayton, Pennsylvania. Me and Jason are on next the Saturday. Next Where Saturday. Where is this at? Dayton, Pennsylvania. It's up. How far in, is that from Pittsburgh? I'm going to say about an hour or so. Yeah, something like that. And it's a convention? Is it a picnic? What is it's it? At a, uh, it's at a campground, and there's they're expecting usually around a thousand people. You know, they come and have speakers about Bigfoot mm -hmm. and paranormal and UFOs, and you know, it's just like a big good time. There's vendors and food, and, yeah, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Just a festival. You know, and I, yeah. what are you, who's speaking? Which one are you speaking? Both of us are. <laughs> Isn't that scary? <laughs> but uh, before the 18th, that Friday night, uh, we're going to be in Vandergrift investigating a home in Vandergrift. Mm. Okay. Is it a haunted uh, house? Oh, yeah. And then we're going to Gettysburg the following yeah. weekend. Yep. And that's your first time in um, Gettysburg, Jason? Yep. It'll be my first time. Oh, I want you here. to I'm take excited. pictures of the Jenny Wade room. Wow. House. Okay. Because I had some pictures that my son took and there was, she has a pearl necklace and it was, he took the picture and it was just hanging in the picture. There's nothing there. I, but I lost it. Oh, I did. I can't find it. Oh, wow. Mm. I'm just really mad at me because I lost it. <laughs> so what do you think about um some of these okay so you guys you guys never went to that prison you should go to it the one with ty was talking about the where he works there is it ty that works at the prison yeah, yeah. it's ty, yeah. southeast georgia road trip yeah, yeah no i, I was thinking about it because uh i know that lone star they go to a it's it's uh, uh the old jasper jail that they go and investigate i want to go to georgia it's a road trip in a couple years go down there then head over to mississippi and do a couple of days. <laughs> you guys should go to new I'm, orleans we uh, eventually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's so uh joe's not around huh he will be um okay i'm just writing some of this because i do have my first show coming up after this one and what are you going to oh, talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about the Wiccan religion. I'm going to have a witch on. Um, 
and um, we're going to set the record straight about witches and uh, what's up with it. And um, I got a good guess. He's a friend of mine. And um, we're going to go from there. Okay. So. Uh, well, I know a lot about Wiccan and um, Wiccan does, they're not, I don't consider them to be witches. I just think that's their religion. Wiccan, they believe in the earth, the fire, wind. You back what you put out. Yeah. Do no harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you should have a real wicked witch on that. This is a satanic witch. Okay, let me go find one of them. And that'll scare the living crap out of you. Are there any satanic witches out there? Please contact Sean. Well, I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of them. I'm sure there are because witches, there's some mean witches that that give you the evil eye. And you have to be very cautious of a person who, a woman, usually a woman, um, that says, oh, you look really good tonight, Jason. But she's really thinking, you're a bastard. (laughs) I can't stand you. Those are the ones that you have to be worried about because they're cursing you. And believe me, they're out there. See, a Wiccan won't do that. Wiccans, they believe in, you know, let's go put our feet in the earth and um, do Mm -hmm. some earthing. Right. They believe in hugging the trees and talking to the fairies. And they worship goddesses. And they were... have their moon rituals because I used to do it all the time, but mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore because I um I don't do anything that's going to offend my Lord and Master. Ah, okay. Mm. And you know what? That's cool. And um, I'm glad that uh, you still have a lot of faith in them. Um, I do have a lot of faith <laughs> in my Lord and Master. That's good. That's <laughs> Jesus good. Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I want to say again for a second show is there we there go. There you go. Hey, you got Carnation. it right. Carnation. You got it right. Thank right. you so much for sponsoring us. Remember that these light starts and they make a lot of other things. They make the the carnation milk for baking, especially this time of year with mm. Thanksgiving coming up. They make great log um the uh Thanksgiving pumpkin logs. You can use it. But if you're really mm. trying to watch your weight these are great because they're 150 calories and they have um 11 carbs and seven grams of protein are carbs good i don't know are they (laughs) no you're trying to watch your weight tap no carbs i'm sorry carbs are don't you watch uh, Austin Powers, <laughs> carbs are the enemies. You remember when Fat Bastard? <laughs> I loved him in Austin Powers, and he's eating and he's stuffing his face, and he has jelly beans, and he has M and M's, and he has cheese doodles, and he has food all over him. He goes, "I hate what I eat. I make I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm happy. And carbs are the enemies." You know, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, carbs are the enemies, but um, we they're have so delicious. No, they are, aren't they? So I mean, I had a binge of carbs, cheese doodles. <laughs> we got spaghetti. <laughs> I love cheese doodles. The cheesiest bread, extra chunk, crunchy cheese doodles. I should let them <laughs> be our sponsors. I will definitely shout out to Wise. (laughs) 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 Or I would like Coca-Cola because I'm an addict. Oh, there we go. I love that. There you go. 
Yeah, they I got one have. floating around here somewhere. But this is the new sugar. These are the now more delicious zero sugar. Is that the red can with the black? Yes. Label? Now, you know, I, there's a difference between that and the uh, previous Coke Zero. I think I like the previous Coke Zero better. You know what? You're right. Recipe. I think I do. It tastes more like Coke Classic. Classic. Yeah, not only that, but I've noticed like the new one, it seems more like it foams up faster. You know what I mean? When you take like a nice swig. Do you it mean it has like more... Um, like, fizzy. like the fizzy carbonation. Yeah, like, yeah, like well, if you take a nice you... swig, it's too fizzy. You know, I want to have to go get the original one and do this, do a taste test because I, when I drink yeah. it, I usually, um, when yeah. I drink rum, I usually put it, um, put my rum in the um, Coke. Yes. Huh. Crack yeah, does that make sense? Cracking rum. Yeah, Ava was uh, out of control know. today with her. I know I said that she heard a bang come up in my office. And my the the room that I think has the spirits in was completely open, and Avis runs down to the laundry room and hides in the corner. But the door was to my the bonus room was wide open. There's something that she heard in there or seen in there, and she took off like a bat out of hell. Oh wow! She scared like, uh, scared the crap out. Yes. Yeah, so it is the witching hour. Yeah, I know it, it is, is the witching, the witching hour. hour. Okie dokie pokey. Um, thank Alrighty. you, Jason. You're supposed to close us out. Oh, thank you everybody for listening in today, and thank you to all the paranormal groups that joined us. We had a nice discussion, and uh, hopefully, it was very insightful for everybody. Uh, if you're gonna stay tuned for Pap, he's trying his own show tonight. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, Good luck. But if